Hello. We're back. Welcome. We did it. Welcome back. Uh, back from vacay. I was out in the back country of Algonquin Park doing a little uh, camping excursion. So uh, it was great. Did, um, did you get rained man, on a bunch? It was so good. Pardon me? Did you get rained on a bunch? Yeah, it was rainy and cold, but I mean, we were prepared. We had the, the right gear and the right, yeah. um, you know, uh, equipment and, and, and I brought a, you know, a warm jacket. So, so yeah, it was really great to just decompress and like clear the brain out, like not looking at social media for several days and, and then, you know, getting back home and just feeling, I felt very fresh when I got back to, to working on stuff. I just, I felt like I had a lot more to give, you know? Um, but it was a great trip because it was also, we were very active, you know, we were hiking from, from campsite to campsite every day. Right. So, Oh shit. Um, so it was like, you know. What, what's what's that called again? There's a name for Backpacking? that. Backpacking? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah right? I mean, there's portaging. portaging. You there's port- yeah, you don't have a canoe. We didn't have a canoe, but but uh, yeah, so that that's what we did. Eastern Pines Trail in Algonqu- Algonquin Park. So uh, anyways, I, I, I skipped the intro. Uh, ah, welcome it. to the Music, uh, Music Guy Podcast, episode 45 here. Uh, we're talking musician traps today. This is going to be pretty... Fun. Uh, my name's Al. I'm a music guy. I play guitar. I sing. I write songs. I make records. And uh, I make podcasts also. And uh, I'm broadcasting to you from downtown Liberty Village. My co-host, partner in crime, guitarist, backup vocalist, songwriter, composer, music educator, Mr. Michael Hebs is coming at you from Whitby, Ontario. Whitby. How's it going, my friend? Um, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just i have a gig on friday i'm getting ready for that and then i have no gigs forever and i'm not ready for that so that's how it goes. <laughs> who are you playing with on friday uh with chris uh the winding oh, nice. roads festival chris okay. barclay chris chris barclay yeah. so before we get to the main topic here um before we get into the main topic got two things uh number one Submit some questions, folks. If you have a question and you want it to be answered on the show, we will answer a question every week uh, from our awesome listeners. So please uh, submit one, uh, and we'll we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> we will answer it. We're we're not going to get to one today because we have a lot of uh, ground to cover here. But uh, but please do submit the questions, and we will hit them up. Number two, and we will be getting to this today, is our song of the week. If you have music that you would like ah. to be featured on the show. Submit it to us at musicguypodcast at gmail.com or connect with Mike or myself over social media and send us a uh, whatever you want. MP3, SoundCloud link, Wave, Flack, even. Flack? What, what is Flack? Tell me about Flack. I don't know. It's an audio, it's an audio um, format. I think yeah. it's like, isn't it one of those M4A? lossless ones? Yeah. Yeah, I think M4A? it is. It's like an Apple M4A, one. I get those from yeah. my phone sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it's like a voice note thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So send us your music, and we'd be happy to uh, to play it and give you a shout out uh, if we think it's good. (laughs) And and yeah, we would love to to uh, to support people making great original music in Toronto and and around and and all over the world. So uh, okay, so we're talking musician traps. Today, so this is just a few 
uh, points that Mike and myself have come up with. And when I say traps, I guess I kind of mean like, would you say like pitfall? Is that a good way to describe it? Stuff that can kind of like, that might like lead you astray. (sighs) It's stuff that you're going to do. Like you're going to fuck up one of these. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, fuck up as little of these as possible. I've made most of these mistakes. Yeah. Especially the drugs. You, you really into drugs, Al? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way yeah. into them drugs. Yeah. yeah. I'm into social media, man. That's a, that's a drug. I mean, caffeine counts. Yeah, caffeine, yeah. You know what? Instagram doesn't work very well on my phone anymore, so I can only do it on my computer. Oh, and uh, so oh, it's, good. it's a blessing. Yeah. But... Uh, um, so, you know, these these are mistakes that maybe, like, seem like good ideas or are presented to you in a way that's, like, a good idea or something you should be doing. And in our humble opinions are things I would, I would, uh, we would look to avoid um, or at least consider strongly before um, jumping into. So, number one, uh, I don't know how many we have, but anyways, here's number one. Uh, and speaking of Instagram, Instagram DM us for a feature accounts. I don't know if you guys have seen these. I've been seeing them a lot more since I've been plugging my original stuff and using hashtags. I think when you use mm. more hashtags on your social posts, you will attract accounts like this. Uh, and, you know, I've messaged a few of them back and then they basically go, well, here's what we'll provide. If you send us $25, we'll do a story post. If you send us 50, we'll do an actual post. If you send us a hundred, we'll do maybe two posts and we'll tag you in something. And if you send us this much, we'll do this. And it's all just sort of ways, um, you know, to promote your stuff. And, um, these are accounts that have, I don't know, between like a thousand to 5,000, maybe 10,000 followers. Um, my, and, and please, if you want to correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm going to go out on a, uh, pretty easy limb here and say that a lot of those followers are either not real or not super engaged. Um, yeah. And I think that spending money in this way is kind of a waste of money and also um, is going to give you like a false sense of progress. You think that you're putting the work in, but really you're just sending money to an, an account that's, you know, themselves not really doing any work. They're just yep. like dming everybody who puts the hashtag music like you know what i mean and they're not seeking you out specifically and saying no i really think your song is good because of this or because of this they're just like omg you're so awesome fire emoji fire emoji dm us for a feature it's like so i'm sure like yeah so i'm sure like most people listening are probably already onto this um but i would say i mean services such as these or, or, or anything that's going to artificially inflate your numbers, uh, either like on followers or likes or Instagrams or plays on Spotify yeah. or, you know, like the first band that figured out how to hack MySpace and give themselves a million plays, like maybe they got something out of that. But I think that if you're trying to impress, uh, you know, listeners and or uh, industry people, like people can tell when something doesn't smell right, when it's like kind of phony and uh i think the most effective way to grow your brand and your music is to make actual um connections be them you know be they digital or like in person even more importantly with with fans of music and 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 actually build sort of you know one-to-one relationships with people who want to support you and or want to work with you 
Well, so, you know, you'd say that it's it's all about the fans, that it's only about the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I know a website that's only about the fans. Only. Now, uh, so uh, also, too, I feel like, so this is one of the things I was thinking about the other day. I don't know if you'd want that to work, too. Could you imagine if you had, like, a bajillion fake streams on your Spotify thing? Like a bajillion and a label like was like, wow, this person is really popular. Like you actually successfully tricked them. And then you go mm-hmm. to, you know, they, they think you're one thing and then, you know, they sign you and then they release another song. And they're like, why isn't he getting the same amount of plays? You know what I mean? Like this wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't fall for the trick. But if they fall for the trick, uh, if they fall, yeah. if they fell for the trick, fell. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I, I think it wouldn't work out for you. You know what I mean? Like what you're saying is it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable because like they're fake likes. You know, they would if people yeah. actually the important people actually thought you were this thing that drew a lot of people, that got a lot of listens. It's like just investing money into a song unless it's a crazy amount of money and it's the crazy like right people in terms of like like a label, like if a label's going all out on you, sure. But if a label like a smaller label signs you as like, well, this person gets this many listens a song and you don't get those listens. You're going to get, uh, you're going to get kicked off that label, you know, like, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also a good chance you would get removed from Spotify or something for like breaking the terms of use. Well, as no, well, no right? I, I do think a lot of people inflate their listens. Uh, there's oh, there's yeah. some, yeah. Uh, there, there are some people that are like, I got a, a million listens and I'm like, you, barely been like an you haven't played a show in yeah Yeah, i know no i know what you mean man yeah um but people see that though i think like everybody has the same reaction you did people see that and they're like oh they're they're doing that oh that's too bad you know as opposed to like actually being impressed so um uh, yeah i would look out for that and and just uh one more point to this like if you're gonna send 25 us dollars to some account to post about you I think you'd be better off spending that money on an actual ad campaign yep. through Facebook or Instagram. You can get a lot of mileage out of dollars, especially if you know what audience you want to target. Yep. Um, I think that's a better place to be putting be a good that, thing to get that it, money. If you wet in too. Yeah. You and know? just to sort of try it out and, ex- and experience with that world. And then you actually get like analytics back in terms of what did well. And, yep. and you know, if this is worth your time, you know, to, to send some money to some random you know company and wherever they are is you know you're not going to get that same uh same value there so that being said i with with this though um so there's this guy named have you ever checked out bob menery no he's really funny he pretends to be a sportscaster he has the voice and then he like you know (laughs) he fucking like overdubs videos and shit he's really good good instagram account and he does say on his website that he's willing to do that right he'll feature you but he doesn't go looking for people you know what i mean Mm, i think that's the big difference like i'm sure there are situations where somebody has found you like a legit like say for instance if we did this if we're not going to, but, or maybe we will. I don't fucking know. If we were like, well, oh, we are, we're going to do it at the, yeah, we're going to do it at the end of this episode, but we're not, we're not, char- we're not charging. But if we found, say, for instance, <laughs> if we became very successful, have tons of subscribers, like real legit subscribers, we're like, you know, the Joe Rogan of fucking music podcasts. Good fucking luck. Yeah. But, um, you know, potentially we could do that, be like, you know, we could offer that service and say, for instance, mm-hmm. You know, we find really cool musicians and then we do this. But I don't think that 
I don't really think they go find them. Usually it's like they offer the service and if you subscribe to them, like I'm, I guarantee you there's an amount of money that you could pay a successful podcast to put you in one of their stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's a, um, I mean, that's how a lot of um, po- podcasts do make revenue, right? Is they yeah. have advertising packages. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the difference here is like if it's a big podcast with big listeners, like you can choose... Uh, like with a big listenership, I should say, you could choose as a fan of that podcast to be like, I think that the people who listen to this are going to have the same sort of uh, sensibilities as me and they'd be into this, you know, thing and I want to advertise it here and this is how much we're going to pay. Yeah, like that's an ad campaign. That's way different than like some random Instagram with like a thousand fake followers being like, we'll feature you for 20 bucks. It's like, no. And also, too, it's like, it's always like, I post a guitar video and it's like, the name of the Instagram account is like, Guitar Shred World. You know what I mean? It's like so blatant Mm. that it's just, like, they probably have like 50 of those accounts and just spam it. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. Um, Respect. So, look out for it. Look out for it. Look out! Okay, what's our next one? Oh, yeah, this is me. Um, You're the blue guy, I'm the red guy. Um, Yeah. So, uh... It's like Halo. yeah, exactly. It. Or it's like American politics. Which one is uh, <laughs> which one was which? You know, is the Democrats red or the Republicans uh, red? I, I don't mean, know. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, so it, yeah. this is one of the ones that I was thinking about, and I'm so fucking guilty of. All of mine are just things I'm guilty of. Entitlement to success. Um, and so like. The idea is you reach a certain point that you've been in a career for a while that you feel like you deserve things, you know what I mean? Or like you not even for a while. You could, you know, be fucking a young hot gun um and think that you're the shit and think that you deserve success um and be almost like not in a like positive way, like in a negative detrimental way cuz like, you know, Maybe you can say we all deserve success if we meet the requirements for it, which is true. Um, but we have to meet the requirements for it. Like the thing that I put in brackets is set in ways, you know. So there are some people, myself included, who there are – I'm sure there are reasons why that if I fix those reasons, I could achieve a higher level of success. You know what I mean? I just think that uh, entitled, yeah. in, entitlement is a lot different than like self-worth. Uh, you get into a lot of trouble when you think, well, I'm just fucking great. And, you know, it's it's going to work out for me on, or the world is unjust. Uh, and I think everybody kind of gets this. Another way of looking at it is like you're putting yourself before the project or like before the song or before the artist that you're working for or before yeah. if you're an artist, before your fans. I mean, like I am better than what's going on here. And I like deserve to be here kind of thing and i think it's really easy to to some and maybe you're not thinking of it exactly that way but i think that is really what you're saying if your attitude is like i'm i'm the best i'm of course they're gonna hire me they should hire me yep you know or they can't they, fire me or That's yeah they'll never the, fire me because yeah. i'm like i'm, I'm irreplaceable will. i'm like whatever so yeah, I think at that point, you must what you're actually me. doing is putting, putting, putting it, yeah, <laughs> exactly, to the left. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
You're, you're putting yourself above the project that you're, that you're working for. And I think as long as um, you sort of keep yourself in a headspace of, so if we're working on a song, if we're, if we're writing a song, you know, the song is the most important part. It's not my idea getting in there because I'm the best writer in the room. Sure. That's a horrendous idea. That's a horrendous attitude to have. And it's very toxic, right? Also, also or like if to, we're making a... Like um, when people are things like, oh, this isn't a good song anyways. You know, if I had a good song, then, you know, this would go number one. Like if somebody came to me with a great song, I'm such a good producer that it would go number one. You know what I mean? It's like, well... Right, yeah, yeah. I don't know Sure, yeah, that. if you're working on a production, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you're losing sight of that, losing sight of serving this song. Or like thinking this song isn't good, therefore I'm not going to try hard because I'm better than this. Yes, or you they're know? not paying me enough. It's like... You know, they're not paying or, me. Or yeah, so whatever the case may. How about instead, like, figure out how to make the song the best it can possibly be, and then maybe you'll discover, you know, some. Uh, maybe you'll end up liking the song by the end of it. You'll discover some way to, you know, um, uh, you know, make it work that you hadn't considered, or maybe you'll learn something new. Right? You won't be so set in your ways. Um, and then, you know, on a, on a gig. You know, we've all met players who just mail it in and they're like, don't yep. learn the song super well. They don't, they're not prepared. They show up late because they're like, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm good. I can do it. I can I'm handle doing it. Them I'm good a favor. enough to, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm good enough to still play the gig well, despite being unprepared. And it's like, yeah. people feel that energy and it's not cool because you're putting yourself ahead of the artist and you're putting yourself ahead of the, the the product which is the onstage show and the music the music is always you know the music and, and or the artist is always the top uh yeah if you're the artist the music should always be at the top if you're a side guy the music and the artist should always be at the top well also too like it, it's like like on the self-serving side the reason why i think about these things and like why you know i'm fucking takes me like an hour to get to bed at night like thinking about stupid shit is like like how does this affect me how is this getting in my way like my entitlement thinking that you know well i'm great you know i work so hard nobody works harder than me and blah blah blah, so i'm going to succeed and it's like like you should aspire to work hard and like reach a high level but you you shouldn't Mm -hmm. just assume that like you should always be looking for the flaws in your playing you know like say for it could be something as simple as like the way you dress it's like oh well i don't have to fucking hey, yeah i just this is how i dress and it's like well if you fucking dress shitty like that's gonna affect your gigs what gigs you can get and maybe maybe those aren't the gigs that you want but if you want to play with someone mm-hmm. like you know fucking i don't know john mayer you gotta look cool you know like you can't be showing mm-hmm. up in fucking i don't know I, I, I'm, nobody shows up in sweats, but uh, I've heard of a couple of people doing that. But yeah, uh, another layer to this is what is success? How do you define that? Yeah. And my answer to that is you can't really. So why not just focus on the work? Focus on True making that. the best stuff you can make, the best music, the best records, the best songs, the best live show. And stop looking at everybody else and being like, I should be here. I should be there. I should, you know, they shouldn't be there. I should be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just focus on the work. Make it great. That, you know, they always say it's about the journey, not not the je- destination, right? So True. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, enjoy um, the work. Focus on the work and, and, and 
because that's what you're really going to look back on and be like, man, we made a killer record. We played a great show that night. It was awesome. I'll always remember that instead of, yeah. you know, looking around you and, and cause how do you define what's successful and what's not? Like there's people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year that aren't happy. Is that success? True that. So, I mean, so uh, focus on the work. I think entitlement is a coping strategy. I think if you're not successful or it's if you're not happy, I think it's a way to deal with that. You know, it's like you kind of know inside that if you don't change and you're not willing to change, then you're not going to achieve the level that you feel you deserve. So you shit on other stuff. You're absolutely right. Like, oh, well, it's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all. And we all Um, do that. And we've and I'm not I'm not here being on a, a high horse being like I never do this to other people like I've done oh, dude, all of these things all I've done time. all these things and and I'm the uh, fucking best just... <laughs> I deserve success and I will achieve it uh, and if I don't it's your fault sorry <laughs> there we go shall we move on to the next yeah yeah all right what, uh, what do you uh, got to say so number three here thinking a producer can get you a record deal. So uh, this is something that I've definitely been guilty of in the past uh, with an old band of mine. I'm not going to name any names um, in terms of who we were working with, but basically uh, we were working with some pretty like high level, uh, at least we thought at the time, uh, people, and we spent a lot of money making an EP. And in our minds, and I don't know if this promise was uh, explicitly made by them or Explicit, not, yeah. or if it was kind of just dangled a little bit. It's like, well, you know, I know all these people at this label and blah, blah, blah. But in our minds, there was a, a factor at play there where if we worked with these guys and, you know, the record turned out pretty good, they would, you know, push it to some people that they knew, maybe like take us under their wing. Maybe we'd get a couple opening gigs for them or something. Um, and of course, none of that ever happened. The record turned out to sound great, so we did get a it good did. product we at the end just of the day. About this. Yes, but for the price that we paid and sort of the hoops that we jumped through to make it happen, uh, in retrospect, I would not advise somebody to do the same. So, and this is a a classic one that I think it's it's hard for me to sit here and say this to somebody who's like twenty one and like on the ups and, and starting to starting to roll because you're gonna, you're just going to do this. You're going to do it. Yes. When you're early you're in your to career, your way into the team. You're good. You're, Cause you're going to be like, <laughs> you know what? This is like, this is my shot. I got, if I don't take the shot, I'm going to regret it. And then I'll always wonder what would have happened if I, you know, so yeah. I get it. Yeah. You're going to do it. I can't stop you, but that was my experience and take from it what you will. All you can do is say, I told us so. Um, but, uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah, no, like it's, it's the pay your way in thing. And you know what? That works if your dad's fucking like a gajillionaire, you know, a gajillionaire and actually mm. willing to spend the money gajillionaire. And you're actually like, good, you know, like you'll, it'll work mm-hmm. to an extent, you know, like nobody gets to the tippy top without actually being good, you know, like, yeah. um, but, uh, and there are no shortcuts. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, also, I feel like there are no shortcuts worth taking, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, no, fucking, uh, yeah, your record sounded great. And 
I feel like in one sense, it's like you you really got yourself a great product and you met some, some people and it was a good experience. But on the other hand, you shot yourself yeah. in the foot, like literally. It's like, oh, I can't continue the marathon. Yeah. Yes. Well, we yes, didn't have enough, you know? you know, we didn't have enough money at the end of it to promote the record. Like yep. We ran out yep. of budget because it ended up costing more than we thought it would initially. And then, so then we actually couldn't really make a good, uh, uh, push with the record. Whereas if you, yep. you know, think about where you're at as an artist, spend an, an amount of money that's appropriate to where you're at and then budget yes. even more than that to actually promote the songs uh, and the, the, the CD or the whatever it is. And and then, you know, you can actually see some tangible growth. It's like, okay, well, you know, I invested, um, I, don't, I mean, I, however much, if it's just a demo, you could you can make a demo for like a couple hundred bucks and then go ahead and, and, yeah. and you know, maybe... You know, invest another hundred to, in, into like you know, like a online ad campaign or something, and releasing it to Spotify. And it's like you know, you'll get a couple hundred listens, and then it's like, okay, cool, I've got some tangible um, growth here, and, I, and now I can try to beat that the next time. It's not like I'm going from yeah. zero to rock star because I'm going to drop thirty k on this on this record. And these uh, producers you know have see connections. This as well, is um, people don't release things unless it's like what you're saying like this huge record it's like well i'll just wait until you know i i get enough money to track track down like bob rock or fucking some awesome national yeah. producer and they'll do my song and then when it goes to radio it's gonna fucking hit off and it's like i feel like you, you gotta have a bunch of releases before anything reasonable happens like i mean uh, to a certain extent i think now because think about back in like led zeppelin times that's a time period for some reason the before times um, you know, if a record <laughs> yeah. label fucking wanted you to hit, you were going to fucking hit off if you were great, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if a record label wanted to make you famous, they had a lot of power, I think, too, now. But there's so much music now, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a shot in the dark. They don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't think they have the same power to for that, you know? Getting noticed. It's true. You're right. Even if you did have the perfect in with a label, it might not bear fruit for you. Yeah. But I mean, I just, I, I, yeah. I would really caution people because, you know, so many, there's so many producers out there is like, oh, I used to play in this band or I, or I produced this band or that band and they were Drop super successful. Names, baby. And, and I mean, that's great and everything. Just don't go in thinking that that producer can make things happen for you outside of the studio. That's what I would say. And like the yeah. agenda guys and myself, like we, I mean, we don't have the track record that obviously that a lot of other producers do necessarily because we're, we're, we're a relatively newer enterprise on the scene. Uh, even though we've been at it for several years. Are you guys years. like a, a registered business yet? No, no. Oh, I'm but, so excited um, for that day. My point is, is that we don't make those promises to people. Yeah. There's yeah, no, yeah. there is not even a, a, a scent, like a, like a whiff of possibility yeah. that we're going to like take somebody from zero and, and, you know, get them on some big show or get them opening for like one of the artists that we work with. We never dangle that. And all yeah. it is, is just like, here's, here are the projects we've done. So you can hear them and decide if this pro, if this is like, a worthwhile thing for you in terms of do you like how this sounds and uh, do you know do you think you're going to get a good product from us but you can't help 
if an artist just thinks that, you know, like, so say for instance, you do produce this big artist, people are going to come to you and sort of be like, well, maybe I can get in with that artist. You know what I mean? And like, it's, it's like, it's a both ends. It's both ends. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't deserve notoriety and credit. If you produce a hit record, like that's amazing. You were a part of that. Yes. But yeah. Just, you know, if you're somebody looking for a producer, like make, make sure that you're being objective about, the, how the record sounds and and like if you think that they're going to get the best out of your music don't immediately jump to they produced a hit with this artist therefore maybe i could get a chance to open for them or like maybe they'll their label will listen to it or something just get all that and again yeah. everybody's gonna do this i can't like nobody's gonna listen to me yep. but yeah um, <laughs> but some people might do but, it in a lesser sense you know maybe they just think maybe of it want, just consider the so actual product that you're paying for which is like yeah. the record that's being made is that congruent yeah. with your sound is there going to be a good product at the end of it try to minimize all the other noise about you know thinking you can get famous overnight because you're of who you're working with because yeah. it just doesn't it just doesn't happen that well, way because you can spend so much money on a song like i mean what's you know you could spend 200 bucks making a song or you could spend like what what is the most money you think a song would cost if you fucking literally did everything i'm talking about promoting i'm talking about just recording producing you got the best session players maybe you know you got the best session players and then got more session players to do more shit and then got the best mixer like a hundred grand. Oh man, two hundred grand. Oh, I, I, I mean, I was gonna say fifteen grand, I but I, I mean, I'm, you could 15, spend as, you could spend as much money as you want, but I, that's what I'm saying. Like you could, you could yeah. literally bankrupt yourself. Uh, and also, too, yeah, you're the fucking weak link. You never released a song before. <laughs> Like, yeah. unless you've written a thousand songs, you're gonna work with fucking the best producer like out there. You think that's yeah. gonna fucking work? It doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. And we've beaten this drum many times before, yeah. but like find people around it's you that are at beat. a similar level and that are hungry for it and want to work hard, want to make the music sound great and that you can afford reasonably, Yeah, you know, so that you're not bankrupting yourself or taking out a huge loan and just build it, man. Build it from the ground up. Your you early it, fans, they will come. your early fans that, that are your first major supporters are not going to care who produced your record. True that. They're just not. They're going to like you, and they're going to like the music that you're making, and you could have made it in a garage, or, or you could have made it at a million-dollar studio. It's not going to matter to them. So yeah. as you're building that early following, and I'm saying early, like the first like, handful of years probably of trying to, trying to make a go of it as an yeah. artist, you don't need to do this stuff. So uh, anyways, I'm, I'm, that, that's it. And rant, and rant. That's it. That's it. This is another one that you actually mentioned before, and I thought it was really funny. Uh, thinking that you can like sell out, and that that's an that's like an option. Like I feel like this exists in other industries, and just in anything. Just that idea. Even with musicians, we joke about like, oh, if we wanted money, we should just be an investment banker. It's fucking hard to be an investment banker, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy yeah. career to get into. All of yeah. that shit. To be a dentist, you have to go to school for a long time. Most most people are going to drop out because they don't genuinely want to do it. But the selling out yeah. thing, it's like, oh man, if I write some bro country, or if I write what's, what's hot on the radio, or make myself what's hot on the radio, um, 
you know, like a certain things to a certain extent, I think you can like almost like sell out on like, oh, am I going to make myself good look on look good on stage? You could say that's selling out. Ah, oh, you should just look how you look. But it's like, no, you got to look presentable on stage or else no one's going to take you seriously. Um, but thinking that you can just write bro country songs that your career, it's like a hack to get your career there. It's like, no, it doesn't work. You know, you what no. was the thing your yeah. teacher said? Um, well, yeah, I remember my teacher and uh, one of my teachers at Humber College was like, sell out. Like, where do I sign? Like, how, yeah. do, I, how do I do that? You know, because I think he was responding to like somebody ac- being accusatory of, you know, him or another songwriter. Like, oh, you're a sellout because you did this. It's like, like, I'll sell out anytime, anywhere. Like, let me know yeah. how to do it because it's not a real thing that you can really do. Right. If you could sell out. Everyone would do it and it would work out for everyone. You know what I mean? Like yes. the people who actually do the things that you're trying to like, I'm not a big bro country guy, but there's certain bro country ish stuffs I like, but like Florida Georgia line, like, like that's at a high level. You know, you can't just decide to do that, but you see people trying to incorporate that sort of idea into their music and thinking that success is going to come to them because of it. You're absolutely right. And and it's very obvious when it's forced, right? Yeah. We're very good. People are very good at um, deciding what's genuine and what's not genuine in terms of if you're just hanging out with somebody and they like, feels like they're phony the whole time. You're going to kind of yes. go home and say to your partner or your friends or whatever. You're like, that guy's weird. Or like, you Sums know, off. that person is, is, you know, that feels like that person is just like, you know super phony the whole time you know so you can tell if you can tell that in like a social situation when it's in enlarged to like somebody's presentation of themselves as an artist like if it feels phony it's gonna feel really phony yeah and then what you see happening is people saying well you know i'll just i'll just i'll just beat this um this bro country drum because that's the way that's the way you get there and you know then it comes across as it's not really about the music it's just about how to how to get there easily and quickly uh, but then you see these these people also realize oh this is actually really hard and th- the bands that are successful at this are really good and then they kind of get trapped in this um this path that they've now set themselves on it's like Depending oh i'm gonna on be how deep they get y- y- exactly yeah. how and many then deep they, and then, you know, they get you, leather vests you keep yeah, you keep doubling down, doubling down, doubling down, and then you lose sight of that, like, maybe that thing that initially was yeah. actually kind of working for you, like your actual authentic sound, which is a super hard thing to find. So I'm not trying to make yeah. it sound like it's easy to just know what your authentic sound is, but I, I've, I've definitely seen that happen where people get further and further away from themselves because they're, they, 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 they try to go down this, this road, and then they realize, oh, actually, like, this is actually way harder than I thought, but I'm going to keep persevering at it you know yeah well you're stunk um, i mean if you if you're a bro country guy and your real thing was like oh i want to be like eric church those are opposite endeavors yeah you know like not opposite but they're they're different you know and you just spent all that money on those tunes you know yeah those bro country tunes and yeah. money and time and like maybe you build fans who actually like it because it's probably not gonna be that great because you don't genuinely like it you know what i mean you probably don't listen mm. to bro country a lot um yeah, it, it's just not, it's not a good recipe for success. Yeah. And, and and then there's those artists you see where you're just like, this is who this person is. Yeah. And I just 
I'm just so drawn to that. Yeah. And that yeah. always makes me so like jealous in a way. Cause I, you know, like I, I've, I've had such a hard time like figuring out where I fit. Yes. I feel like in just life in general. Um, Cause you're a side guy too. And I see. You can do it all. Yeah. And you, I, you can and make I see an record. artist like, I mean like even like Abby, for example, who we had yes. on the show, Abby J Hall, like many episodes ago, it's just like this, not only is this music great, this is exactly who you are. And this is yep. so awesome. You know, to watch to watch this and listen to it and like it's it just felt so uh genuine and honest. So uh I'm a fan of you, Abby, in that uh in that respect and many others. But um so I think that's all I have to say on this one. Yeah, I I I think that it's just it's so much more fun to work with someone like that too. That mm-hmm. is all I have to oh, say. Oh you know what I do have I do have one more thing actually. Um so if you're looking at somebody like uh, if you're modeling your music after somebody else who's been successful, for example, uh, you know, Florida Georgia Line, if we want to keep going with them, like no matter how good your music is, you're still going to be a worse version of them. Yeah. So why is anybody going to listen to you when they could listen to the real thing? Also, too, you don't want to like because you can be inspired by stuff, but I feel like the genuine yes. oh, inspiration. Yeah. Like, what do you listen to? Yeah. Try to make stuff like yeah. that. You know, but but inspiration is not the same as deliberately trying to like reverse engineer what worked for this person and like do it for yourself. Yeah, it's like um, that. It's almost work. it's like paying your way is and say for instance, also it's like tricking your way into success. There's no fucking shortcuts. You can't trick anybody. Yeah. Oh, this one might be controversial. Oh, this one might be controversial. Uh, this might be a hot take. Okay. We we don't like we like this place, but I talk a lot of shit about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, musician trap number five: thinking you need to move to Nashville to be successful, or LA, or LA, or New York, or anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, so, I'm going to make one caveat here, right off the bat. Uh, if you live in a small town and you're somewhat isolated from a music scene, then I do think it would be a good idea to move to a city that has a scene going on. But yeah. if you already live in Toronto or, you know, Winnipeg has a great music scene, Vancouver, um, uh, Atlanta, New York, uh, like any any major city, you know, like thinking that you need to go to Nashville and, and I, I, I'm bringing up Nashville specifically because so many Torontonians want to go down there and make music and they sort of think that's, that's going to be the thing. Again, these are all just yeah. like, that's going to be the shortcut. That's going to be how I, how I get ahead. Um, this is my sneaky way and you know, my little trick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is especially important for people from Canada because where are your shows going to be, right? You're you're going to play shows in Canada and almost never in the U.S. because it's so hard to get the requisite visas and whatever, and it's super expensive. And then to actually get on a bill somewhere because they're going to favor uh, their domestic artists over Canadians, um, like... Your, most of your gigs, which is where your bread and butter is, are going to be in Canadian major cities, right? So to go down to Nashville and network, you're 
probably just your best bet is to probably network with other Canadian people who are who are down there, right? Which is kind of ironic to me. Like, why not just network with yeah. people who are like where you're going to be and where you're where you're going to uh, be playing now? Uh, actually, before I you know g- jump into the other point, there's also a ton of great music producers here, songwriters yes. here. I'm talking here is in Toronto. Here is in wherever you live if you're in Canada or wherever you, you happen to be, like if you're somewhere else in the world. They exist. There's a lot of great music producers where you are, a lot of great musicians where you are, and you can build uh, you know, actual roots and, and relationships with these people and do things, again, in a way where you're not spending a ton of money. You're not buying a plane ticket. You're not staying at a Airbnb yes. for two weeks or whatever. Um, now all that being said, Nashville's a great place. I've enjoyed my time there when I've been down there. Um, there's a lot of very talented people there. So yeah, if you're going to get a good product and that's the way your record has to get done, that's what you got to do. I support you. I support you, but just consider that you can get a lot of the same things, all of the same things done right here uh in toronto if that's where you live or wherever else uh you're at as long as it's somewhat of a you know there's a music scene there uh and i don't believe that you need to be going down there in order to become successful and the final thing i'll say on this is that a lot of trips down there also just turn into like parties right fair dues. and so you're going down there thinking <laughs> oh i'm gonna work on my career i'm gonna come back um I'm going to network. I'm going to write. I'm going to, and it's just like, actually all I ended up doing was like going out and getting drunk and spending a bunch of money. And I had a great time, but it's like, did I achieve the things that I set out to achieve? So a good thing to do would also to be defining the purpose of your trip and really making sure that you're sticking to that. If you are going to go down there, that's my piece. I think, I think uh, another thing as well, it, it depends on the style of like the music. Like if you're going to, nashville for country music i think the thinking is too it's like oh you know i'll get in with those 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 american country people i i don't know of really many canadian country artists that do well in america other than uh what's her face she's massive i can't think of her oh my god shania twain yes shania twain well like like (laughs) because why the fuck would a person from like country city give a shit about you know a canadian person's version of their music not saying that they they couldn't possibly but like i guarantee you like it's gonna be so hard to fucking make like waves there um especially unless you're moving there you know what i mean like because i thought you were talking about moving there and i I do think that there is something to that like if you want to be an american artist yeah i think you got to move there you know what I mean? If you're moving to LA yeah. to make it work, moving to Nashville, and you're going to be there for a like a decade, maybe two. You know? I mean, I think that can work. I think yes. that can work, but that's not that's not what you have to do to be successful. You don't have to. You could build but, a career right here. The, yeah. Yes, you can if you want to. But I I definitely don't think going to Nashville is. I'm going to say I don't think it's worth it. Just flat out, I just don't. Unless you're like. Unless you're really established as an artist. Yeah. Like if you're really, really established as an artist and you're like a big label artist and it's like, yeah, we have a budget on the song. We want this to sound like the fucking shit. 
Uh, and it's like, this is, this is coming out of your pocket, but it's not actually like, it's not shooting you in the foot in in any sense. It's not going to prevent you from being able to promote your stuff. Then sure. Fine. But if you're some fucking like anything below that, you know, I don't think it's worth it. I just don't like, don't fucking go to me. No, don't get me to produce you. That's fine. Get someone like, if you're going to get someone big in Nashville, get someone big here. You know, they're going to be cheaper. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's a lot of great, a lot of great people here. A lot of, there's so many great people it's, here and and this I mean this kind of goes back to that one of like don't think a producer can get you a record deal right if you're gonna go down there and yep. make a record for way more money than it would cost to do here why are you doing that is it because you think that you're gonna get connections yep. and get in with the industry or is it because the product that you're getting is worth way more than the product you would get here you know yeah and I just think people associate that, quality with uh uh money all the time yeah and and I just yeah I think it's important to uh, to just make sure that that going back to that topic that you're really thinking about the thing that you're there to do is like if you're if it's there to make if you're there to make a record you know is that record going to be better because you're down there if the, if the answer is yes then great but I just think that people think it's yep. like oh, I have to go there otherwise I'm not legit or I'm like I'm not going to be successful I'm not going to be good it's like just lie, just make it up just put it in your I wrote this song in Nashville. Just, just play, just put it in your bio. I went to Nashville once. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna fact check yeah. you. It's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, you should, you should, um, you should so change the name of the agenda to something like Agenda Nashville. <laughs> and maybe it'll be good. You get lots of yeah. country work. There you go. Uh, All right. You want to move to the next? Um. So this is kind of tying into what I was saying before. It's like another like entitlement behaviors like thinking uh, famous people don't deserve what they've gotten essentially it's like really it's just entitlement it's another way that entitlement represents itself just like oh justin bieber he just made some pop songs you know and it's like yeah when he was a kid maybe he wasn't as good as you are now as like an adult but he was good for a kid he was good enough that you know people saw promise in him and were like we're gonna make this kid into a star they don't just do that like willy-nilly you know, like if you're at, if you've made hits and continue to make hits, you're really fucking good. You can't not be. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. I just hear that a lot. Oh yeah. Anything and anything. Yeah. Jazz, no, I think you. Fucking metal. Yeah. Same deal, man. I think you're absolutely right. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't think it's constructive. I, I don't know who that's benefiting to have that attitude, right? To look at yeah an artist and be like, ugh, like. They don't deserve to be there. Like I can yeah. look at an artist and be like, I, I think that I don't like this music. That's fine. I, yeah. you know, anybody's allowed to not like music. That's, that's great. You can have an opinion. You can not listen to them, but to sort of, to, to have that addition, that, that negativity of like, they don't deserve to be there. I, I don't see how that helps you or the project that you're in or the work that you're trying to do. And, and on a smaller scale, like being at a show, say we're like playing a show and we're opening for whoever and looking at the like the headliner and just being like, why are they headlining? Like they're not that big, or like, you know, we yeah. we should have got the headlining spot. I mean, a I never want to headline because all the onus is on the headliner to to have a good crowd. But um, you know, it's like just that. What what is the point of that attitude? And instead, I would say like, how do you make you know if they're no good, then how do you make it? Should be easy to make your show better. So that you're, mm-hmm. you get that spot or, you, you know, write a better song then or like whatever. Just like, I, I just can't, 
stand that um, that that sort of way of thinking, and I think I don't think it's constructive. So again, just focus on the work, man. Make the make the music great. Yes, it happens with stuff that people don't understand too. You know, it's like oh, Kanye West, mm-hmm. he's not that good. You know, like he can't really sing, and like, and it's like, do you know what Kanye West went through to like acquire the skills that he did? You know, do you know what Justin I, Bieber I went don't. through to? That's exactly it. And like, same yeah. with anyone who gets to where they get. You know, like say for instance, Nat King Cole. I didn't know the Nat King Cole played piano. He has a wonderful voice, but you could just be like, yeah, he's a guy who's blessed with like a good voice. You know, like he's not that good. He can't sing that high. You know, and it's like, well, he has a beautiful voice, beautiful sense of time. He was a jazz piano player before. Like, it's just it. It's it. I will say it is fun to shit on people that you don't think should be there. Like, I love shit yeah, on Florida. Of George course, Line. it is. Cause I don't get yeah. it, like, and and it's a uh, it's like an elitism thing, but it's definitely not good for you, you know. Try to think. I just don't think it's people that you love to shit on too. Like, obviously, not people that we know. Like, who are like famous people that you think are think are funny? Real famous people that I don't. I well, the, <laughs> well, didn't we shit on uh, Old Town Road? Yeah, yeah. Like that's like the worst song I've ever heard. I think like it's so bad. But, you know, but, and like, this is not the way that I was thinking at that moment, but like, it's very original. You know what I mean? So that dude has like an entire rap catalog and then he makes this song and you can tell it's not, he's not like, Ooh, I'm going to make a country hit. And then, you know, like you can tell it's, it's just genuine. He's like, I'm just going to make this song that is not like anything else. Uh, or maybe they even made it as a joke and then they're like, this is actually kind of catchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's got like yeah. a cool story behind it. Um, I'm trying to think. Who, I like to shit on Michael Bolton, not because he doesn't deserve to be there. I just think his voice is funny. Um, but oh, there he's are diff- so good. There are certain artists that like. I'm trying to think who I like to shit on. I'm going to get back to you on this. I'm going to think about this <laughs> yeah. because I, it's, I it's mean, my favorite thing to do. I honestly, I really try. Everything. I really try hard not to. I really try yeah. hard not to, and I really try hard to like. To, you know, nudge the conversation away from that. If I feel like people are yeah. starting to get, like, super negative about something like that. It's just, like, there's no point in... Like, you don't like somebody's music, that's fine. But, yeah. like, there's no point in getting into this because we could be spending this time making our stuff better. And, like, enjoying and enjoying what we're doing right now instead of, like, being negative. So. I guess I like to shit on musicians more. <laughs> Like I don't shit on <laughs> Lars Ul- uh, Lars Ulrich, but people love yeah. to shit on him. He's the drummer. Yeah, of Metallica. people love to hate. Yeah, and Santana. Like, he, he yeah, Santana. Sure, they're like, oh, he doesn't even <laughs> know how to count beats, and it's like, well, he's in fucking Metallica, man. And Metallica <laughs> yeah. was massive. You can't have yeah, a good is. band with a shit drummer. It's not possible. Like that's yeah. one of the most important things. You know, like so if he was yeah. garbage, Metallica would be nothing. Um, yeah. Who are people that I like shit on though? <laughs> Anyways, I just it's a, it's like a fun yeah. thing to do, especially it is when funny, like but... well, the fact that Lars like gave all those Napster like he showed up to Napster with the list of uh he got the list of people from Napster who were pirating his music and like brought them to his lawyers like a literal literal oh, yeah. physical list like that's hilarious or Nickelback yeah. people oh, like yeah. to shit on Nickelback oh yeah Nickelback's right insanely good yeah yes i mean again you cannot like their music there's a lot of their songs i don't care yeah. for but yeah, i yeah. still listen to i've still listened to their records and been like yeah like this is really 
happening. So, I mean, it is funny and it is fun to do sometimes, but I would just have have some self-awareness about like when is that, you know, getting to a point where it's it's actually taking away from your own uh, enjoyment of music and ability to like, you know, push yourself to the next, um, the next point, you know, because there's never going to be a, a point in any of our careers where we're like, I have arrived. I'm at the finish line. True I'm that. here. You know, you're never done. Right. So to look at somebody else and be like, oh, well, they shouldn't be here and I should is, is like, I, I, I don't I don't get what that's doing. Like, is that is that saying that you're, you know, you're as good as you can get and therefore, you know, you know how good you are and you know how good somebody else is or isn't or mm. like. Just focus on the music, make it, be- <laughs> you know, make your show better, make your make your songs better. I don't know. So, so that's my that's my rant. My thing is, Saver is, is you you fucking lock Nickelback in a room for six months. Yeah. You know, obviously they can fucking go live their lives, but they're rehearsing for six months, and then you rehearse like anyone we know rehearses for six months. Who's gonna put on a better show at the end of it? I think it's gonna be Nickelback. Anyone oh, yeah. that we know, yeah. you know what I mean? Just because they yeah. they've been doing Nickelback's been doing it for a while, like they they got people's attention, you know. Like I just, uh, it's just fun shit yeah, on people. They're better at writing songs than you. They're better at singing than you. That's why I don't like Dave Grohl, though. That is one of the things that, that upsets me about Dave Grohl yeah. is that elitism. That like, yeah, I, was I have arrived. Nirvana. I am I am the best of all time, and nobody else. It deserves to be a rock and roll musician. Yeah, it's it's super. It's like it's just like ugh, just icky. There's a funny thing with Pat Metheny where he shits on um, Kenny G, the saxophone player. Smooth oh jazz yeah, saxophone that's, player. A, that's another one that people love to. Oh, they love to love shit to on him. He doesn't know yeah. how to read music, and it's like, dude, he's so successful though. He wouldn't be successful if he wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I mean the oh, the man. clip. I, I we're we're gonna put it in the show notes for sure. I will send it to you. <laughs> He's like, it's just stupid. The music's just dumb. Like, like you, it's not like my music. My music's so like well thought out, and it's like, yeah. it's brutal. Um, it's crazy. What 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 has to happen for somebody to want to make that video? I, I you know what it is. I think jealousy, man. Yeah, right. Like intense, like jealousy and frustration, and like, what else can I do other than try to tear this person down? I, it's, yeah. Uh, Ooh, it's icky, man. But um, it's also very fun. Creed, Creed oh, uh, yeah. versus Nickelback in the in the arena. Creed wins every time, baby. Ooh, I mean, I wonder how Scott Scott Stapp's holding up nowadays. I don't um, know. I don't know anything about him, but Creed is know, really good. I I know. I used to get jacked up to fucking what if, what if, yeah. what if. Yeah, so good. Um, all right, next point here we've only got a handful left to do uh artist development companies slash managers slash booking agents that charge up front so this is another one of those shortcut things and I've, I've ran into a handful of these situations before and basically what it is is there's a company or an individual who's saying i'm going to get you x i'm going to get you a bunch of shows i'm going to get you uh, I'm going to develop your career. I'm going to make you famous. Or I don't know what promises are necessarily being made. Uh, and all for this upfront fee or like, you know, you know, give me X amount of dollars and I will book you X amount of shows. And like, just 
this is a business model that really puts all of the power in their hands and none of the power in your hands. Because you're giving over the thing that they want, which is the money, and they have not given you anything that you want, which is shows or more notoriety or, you know, whatever, um, um, fame, glory. I don't know what it is. What if they say that they're really interested in you and believe in you, though, Al? <laughs> yeah. So the, <laughs> That is so, different. I mean, this is... Yeah, oh, yeah, then it's... Then, then it's... No. Um, so just be really wary about this. The way that these deals have typically worked in the past is percentage-based, right? If you have a manager who's... Um, and by the way, any of these people work for you if you're the artist and you're employing them. Always keep that in mind. Your label, uh, well, depending on how your contract is is uh, you know structured, kind of, sh- should kind of work for you, or at least should be a, a partner with you and not in charge of you. Um, but any of these people should be working for you, and they get a percentage of the money that you make in the areas that you set forth. Um, so, you know, booking uh, fees on shows and stuff like that. Maybe they get some of your merch. Maybe they don't. You know, these are all things that get worked out in uh, a contract with somebody like a manager or an agent. Um, and then that way, if you do well, they do well. And if they do well, you do well. And it's a nice little sort of partnership where both sides Incentive. are kind of equally benefited. Uh, yeah, there's incentive on, on their side to actually do the work. Um, so that's what I would recommend trying to strive for. I'm not saying that the aforementioned business model can never work. I'm sure it works some of the time, but you're really putting a lot of eggs in the basket of this person or company delivering for you, and you really have no leverage to, um, you know, encourage them to work harder for you or anything like that. So be very, very wary of deals like this. If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. And if you are going to bring somebody on like a manager or a PR person or a booking agent, you need to be in a spot where, you know, you have work for them to do. Like the time that the time that you bring a manager on is when it's like, I can't, I've got so much stuff going on that I can't handle it all and still focus on making music. So I actually need to bring somebody on, pay them some percentage of the money that I'm making already so that they can handle this stuff for me. And then um, we can actually grow the the business uh, as a result because we'll have more sort of hands uh, on the project. But if you're sort of starting from, you know, zero or very early on and somebody's like, well, you know, if you pay me like, a thousand bucks a month, I'll manage you. It's like, oh, that's that's very red flaggy to me. So, yeah, those are my opinions there. I, t- I mean, so all of these traps, at least the money ones, they are they sound like great scams. You know what I mean? Like, if I were a bad mm-hmm. person, they sound like really easy. You know, I'm sure they aren't that yeah. easy, but they're a lot easier than being an artist. <laughs> You know, um, sure. Like the DM yeah. for feature well, less risky. Yeah. Yeah. I could fucking set up 50 accounts, you know, pay to get followers or maybe I, I could even get work to get like, you know, followers that aren't really followers. They're just kind of, 
you know, they, they follow you, but they don't actually engage with your shit. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, just message a bunch of people. I could probably even set up a robot to message like a, a macro, not a macro. Um, I'm pretty sure you could set up a bot to message people based on what hashtags they use. You know what I mean? Uh, and then absolutely, you could. There you go. You you could bring. Or you could buy one. You probably wouldn't even have to spend the time yeah. making it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So the, you are taking all the risk as the uh, as yes. the artist in this engagement, yeah. right? All the risk is on you. They can come back and be like, "Hey, I got you five shows." And the shows are all at cafes with like three people in there and you don't sell any merch. And then you're like, cool, I'm out a grand or whatever. And then you don't yes. work with them again and that's fine. But you're taking on all that risk. So just really, really be wary. And then it's like, it's not even like you can go on the internet after and be like, you know, this person screwed me over because th- this is the music industry and nobody wants to badmouth anybody because it's that's like, everybody exactly wants to look super positive it. and 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 be a good hang and all, all that stuff so so you really have no recourse because you're going to be afraid that these people will like talk badly about you to other people and then yes. you, know, you don't want this neg- negativity uh going around so you really will have no recourse if, if you get screwed over by um by situations like this so please avoid them yeah the only people that are going to know are your like you know your best buds and your musician like close friends will be like yeah. oh yeah i don't work with that guy he screwed me over but you can't post on facebook yeah. like this guy charged me this and didn't do this and anytime yeah. i've ever seen someone do that i'm like ugh, ugh. You yeah know? it's it's not a great um, look it's and not like, a great look yeah it's not like when walmart sells you a defective vacuum and you can like rage on the comments and like get a refund or whatever yeah you know like yep. that's not how this is gonna work out for you so uh yeah all right shall we move on yes so this is one that i'm not the best at and it's my own fault and i don't even think it's because i'm more productive than other people i think it's just i don't schedule my time effectively for fun um work-life balance man gotta have that mm-hmm. life um i just you gotta have that work too yes yeah that's the thing yeah. like and i I hate when people overhype this and they're like, I work so fucking hard. But I'm mind, what I'm saying is I feel like you can work hard and you can schedule in things like your camping trip. You know, what did your mm-hmm. job gain from you fucking going camping? Well, it gained that you came back the next week being like, oh, I want to get to work, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think if you have a shitty work-life balance, you're not, you're not trying to do the marathon. You're trying to do the sprint, you know, and that's, that's no good. It's a marathon, motherfucker. Yeah, it is. And in a, in a long, successful career, hopefully uh, it is one for you. And you're going to get burnt out if you overdo it. Um, so, you know, we're not, again, it's not a competition. I, uh, maybe this is something we haven't talked about enough, but true, it, it's not a competition. We're not competing against each other. I practice four hours a day. This guy only practices yeah. three hours a day. That is not I a am thing better. that matters. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a competition. We're all, you know, we're all kind of a family. We're all a community, a community. We're all trying to sort of make great music and help each other out and work together and, you know, hopefully make enough money that we can get by and continue to make music. So when you feel like your enjoyment of music is starting to slip and you're not really having a great experience, yeah, it might be time to just take some time off a short mm-hmm. vacation, you know, 
you don't need to you don't need to quit you can just take a week and and go camping or go on a vacation or spend some time with your loved ones or whatever um and i think that the people who maybe don't do that uh like prophylactically like in the in the preventative sense it's like every now and again i just i know i need to take some time to myself so i do that you know yeah that's a that's a good thing to sort of know about yourself because then you won't get to the point where it's just like i'm gonna quit music and then you like quit for three months and then you come back um like that's really bad right or you have panic attacks (laughs) or yeah you know so so you know just a little bit of time off here and there uh is certainly a good thing and and making sure that yeah, you're spending spending time with with friends and family and and uh staying connected with uh the people in your life that uh, that matter to you. It has to be healthy. Well, also too it's 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 going to come across like if you're an artist or if you're a fucking player and you're a crusty motherfucker cuz you know, <laughs> you, your girlfriend broke up with you cuz you work too much. Uh, or she never sees you, so she doesn't care about you. And, like, you have nothing good going on in your life except for your career. Like, you're not going to be a happy person. And people don't like working with unhappy people. You know what I mean? Like, Very good point. Um, so, and, like, also, too, when you're on stage, if you're an artist or if you're a, a player, you know, like, you're selling this whole thing, like, my life's great. and like Or, like, you know, I'm an artist. And people, like, want to aspire to that and, like, look up to that. But if you're like fucking Van Morrison, you know, Van Morrison apparently is great, but he's not a happy dude. Um, oh, really? And if you, oh, when he's on stage, he's, he's apparently fucking miserable. Um, mm. And it's Too like, bad. you know, like that. Sure, he had brown eyed girls, so it's fine, <laughs> you know. But uh, that you don't have a, a fucking hit like brown eyed girl out, you know. Like you want to be on stage and be like excited and happy to be there. And like grateful to be yeah. there and actually be those things and not pretend to be those things. Um, I think we're all here for the same reason. That's to enjoy the work that we do. Otherwise, we would have gotten an office job, I guess, or something. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, not that that's easy to do, but um, like we're here because we want to enjoy. I mean, it's easy to get one. Yeah. Right. Um, but, but uh, yeah, we're here because we want to enjoy the process and enjoy the music. And, and sometimes that, that means stepping away for a weekend or a week and, and recharging and, and coming back to it fresh. Um, I will say on the flip side too, though, is like, it's, it, it is hard to separate the work from the life sometimes yes. too, right? Especially living at home, like, or sorry, like working from home, like it, it can be easy to, fall into like, well, I'm home. So I, I need to like, um, you know, also do chores and like clean up or, uh, take the garbage out or like, Oh, I'm, I'm home. So I can, yeah, I can run out and get something or I can like, and then all of a sudden like half your day is gone and you're like, crap, like I actually have a bunch of stuff I need to get done. And I can find it challenging sometimes to like really set aside the time or like answering a, like a phone call from somebody it's like, oh, I, I'm home, so I can talk to this person, and I haven't talked to them for a little bit. And it's like, but then it's like you talk to them for 45 minutes, and you're like, crap, like I need to practice. I need to get, like, or I need yep. to get this edit done for this song. And like now it's now I'm running out of time. And it's like, so I, I, I'm not sure I have a very good answer for this, but I do feel the the tension when I'm working from home of like, yeah, I'm just home, so I can do 
this or that. And like, I'll get distracted and I, and I do find it difficult sometimes to really make sure that I'm budgeting the time effectively to get done what I need to get done. So I do have a solution, but it sounds hard and I've never done it. I just know mm-hmm. what people are saying. Um, Sean Giovanni said it on one of our episodes and I've heard people say it before. So you actually schedule, like actually schedule every minute of your day. Um, mm-hmm. which fuck man, like I just haven't been able to do it. Uh, I haven't done it. So, but the, I guess the idea is you're like, yeah, for this hour, I'm doing this, that hour I'm doing that. And like you schedule a day that you want, you know, like this hour I'm fucking playing a video game. I just haven't done that, you know? And I, I, I yeah. bet you it would fix that problem. I mean, I know of, a um, Josh, Josh used to turn his phone off when he was working. He schedules days and, uh, turn his phone off when he was working and or he just wouldn't answer calls uh, wouldn't check mm-hmm. emails like that's cool because like my the reason why I'm down about the people the me being like oh I work this much and that much it's like well what if you could work half as much as I do and get the same shit done I think you could mm-hmm. I think that a lot of yeah. people just think hours that's in true too. are important productivity yeah. is the most important you know yep. so well I mean it's the classic like you, what do you tell your students? Practice half an hour a day instead of two hours on one day, right? Take yes, breaks. Yes. Like spread your stuff out because you're going to burn yourself out and you're not going to be as productive like you're saying, right? Uh, I was yeah. actually doing that for a little bit, like using my Google Calendar to schedule my days. I did find that helpful and I, I need to get back into uh, into doing that more. Um, the other thing that I did last night, I watched a great documentary that we were talking about uh, earlier today it's called the social dilemma for people who are uh, um, interested in watching a documentary about how social media is ruining all of our lives uh, it's great you should watch it it'll make you think uh, that's all I'm going to say definitely watch it though highly recommend uh, I turned the notifications on my phone off for everything except for my text messages and my email mm. so I won't get a ding or a buzz when like somebody posts something on Facebook or tags me in something or tags me on Instagram or, you know, whatever. Like, uh, yeah, uh, the Leafs make a trade. I'm not going to get a TSN notification. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many things. Yeah. And I didn't really realize until I, until I really thought about it, how many times my phone is going off during the day with information that does not matter to me. Like, Sure. I'll look up what the Leafs are doing when I'm bored and I want to look that up. I don't need to be interrupted in the middle of um, doing work to let, you know what I mean, to, to know that stuff. So uh, I would recommend that to folks. And I'm excited for like how my product productivity is hopefully going to increase now that I've I've done that. A little um, tweak. But I, the only things I don't want to miss are like messages, emails from my one specific email account. I've turned the ones off on, on other emails that are just like for junk. And phone calls, obviously. So, uh, anyways, little thing that might That's be helpful to people out there. I like that. Do you want to move on? Oh, ooh, yes. This I got, is I got one, one here. Um, this is a good okay, one. this is a little bit of a deeper one here. Uh, but I've got uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, uh, slash partying too much, slash not enough? Question mark. There you um, go. Question. Question so, mark. This is something that I, I mean, drug abuse and, and stuff is t- 
talked about kind of in like a rock and roll kind of way. Like, oh, that guy used to be super into heroin or whatever. Heroin. Like, it's, it's, it's almost like it's glorified, glorified in a little Cocaine. bit of a way, right? Um, and it's not, I don't think it's really talked about enough amongst at least like peer to peer um, on, in you know, what the stuff that we're involved in, you and I, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's obviously a lot of tales of, you know, super famous people doing a lot of drugs and, 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 you know, getting, uh, doing some serious harm to themselves and all, and all sorts of stuff of that, which is tragic. But I think even on the level that we're on, like if you're playing a bar gig two, three nights a week, uh, and you're, drinking on all of those nights and like maybe you don't have to drive so you can have like three or four or five or whatever and it doesn't really matter you just walk home or you're taking the bus or you're getting a ride or i mean if you're driving that's a whole other um problem in and of itself but like you know if you're if you're getting drunk three out of seven nights a week that's like I don't know what the definition of, of alcohol addiction and abuse is, but that sounds like it to me. And if it's four nights, now you're drunk more often than you're not drunk. Yeah, it's so not that's ideal. pretty pretty concerning. And like I think it's an easy sort of mm-hmm. lifestyle thing to slide into if you're playing a lot of bar gigs because that's your perk for playing this gig. It's like, yeah, you might get a couple drinks on the house or – I mean, maybe you don't, and you're just like kind of burning half the money you're Out making, pocket, baby. like buying rounds, right? Uh, yeah. That's even worse. And so, um, you know, I would really caution people to just look out for that and and be self aware and be like, man, I've been like hammered like the last two nights. Like maybe I should take it easy. I, another easy trick with drinking too, Turn like just down. FYI, folks, like have a water between every drink you have and you'll probably won't be hung over and probably won't be that, that drunk. So that that's another thing to do. But go. like, you know, it, it's easy to get into a culture of like, Oh, we always have a shot before we go on stage or we always have a, you know, we always have yeah. a beer after the show or whatever. And it's like, I get that there's camaraderie there. You want to be a good hang, but like you don't have to do that stuff. And sometimes, um, I've gone to the, and I guess furthermore is like, sometimes people want to buy you drinks too. Um, yeah. Which is an interesting kind of dilemma because you want the bar to make more money the nights that you're playing so that you get called back. So you do want them to buy you around, but also like I might be driving after the show. Like I don't want to do a shot right now. So I've gone to the extent of like talking to the bartenders beforehand being like, Hey, if somebody buys me a shot, can you just like, ring it up and fill it with water. Cause like, I don't like, I can't drink, but like, I want you guys to still make money or just, or just telling people I don't drink. Like I'm sober. Like I just don't drink. Like if I don't want to drink, I'll tell people that I don't drink rather than saying I don't, Oh, I don't want to. Cause then, you know, they'll pressure you or whatever. I have a trick for this. Let me show you. You just do the sideways. You do the sideways and you toss it over <laughs> your shoulder. I've, I've done it so right. many times. And it's still like a little yeah. rinky dig plastic shot. Like it's always that. Yeah. And you just fucking toss They're it. Not see Don't it. toss it on your gear. Yeah. Pro tip. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's the move all the time. I take yeah. fake shots all the time. Like it's my goddamn job. 
Um, yeah, that's, thing a, that's a good good one. Yeah, add to that is the the drinking thing. I don't know a ton of people that have DUIs, but I know more than I should. Uh, and you hear yeah. with comedians and all that shit, they get DUIs. Man, like I guarantee you, your insurance is unaffordable. Then, obviously, you know I'm looking at it from Ooh, a yeah. self-serving perspective. Obviously, you could kill someone too, and all that terrible yeah. stuff. But it's just like, yeah. is if you get into the habit of drinking all the time while you're playing, it's not a it's bad times. Uh, I remember, I think it was Food Fighters were talking about how it, when they were touring, it's like, oh, you know, we'll we'll have this many shots before and see if we can pull off the night, and then you know. It's like, yeah. oh, we did three. Let's do six. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, I remember watching that too. Yeah. It's got to be yeah. in balance, right? Like, it, oh, you, yeah. you mentioned the not enough thing, and it's true. I played in bands that don't party, and like, that's totally fine. But if you're in a band, like, if you don't drink, then cool. You know, like, be a great hang. But um, I played in bands where they do party, and like, you know, like, if you're always, if you are someone who drinks, and you finish the gig, and it's always just like, yeah, I'm just going to go to bed. Or like, say, for instance, you're playing a festival, and all the bands are fucking hanging out. You know, you don't have to have a drink if you don't want to. You should probably go hang out, you know? Like, yeah. The hang is yeah. everything, baby. And I, I, I put, like, partying too much mm. slash not enough, and it's like, I wonder if I've ever lost a gig because I didn't go to a party. I, 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 and there's no way to know that, but I would suspect that I haven't. Like, I think people hire yeah. me because, like, they like the work that I do. Um, not because I, like, raged until 4 a.m. with them and was, like, a piece of shit for the whole next two days because I felt like yeah. garbage. You have that capability, though. You know, you could go on a, you could go on a tear. You, you're capable of I, going I could, on a tear. I, dude, I have. I'm not, yeah. I am no, I am no uh, golden boy here. Like, I've been... Yeah hammered a ton of times on gigs and so like disappointed in you Al. done I weekends and like you know drank way too much and whatever so you ever been to the you corral? know but you you, you yeah <laughs> but and, and, and you know what like we had fun and it was great i'm just saying like i think it's a little bit overblown how important it is to yes. to drink and to party and like stay out late and all that stuff and like if you're a singer you got to take care of yourself because yeah you don't want to be like two nights into a tour and like you can't sing anymore because you stayed up till 5 a.m. both nights getting blackout with like the headlining yeah. band it's like that's yeah, not yeah. good for you like yeah you guys had fun but nobody's gonna remember the deep conversations you had everybody was blasted it's like yeah if it's if it's affecting your performance on stage you need to take a look at yourself and be like this is not this is not something that i need yeah. to like continue to do i need to maybe like even this out somehow so yeah it's um, all about balance yeah right? it is all about balance for sure so um but yeah. i would never and drink I mean, and, and um, on the flip flip side of <laughs> on the flip side of all that too i i'm sure we've also played with with uh people where it's like oh yeah that guy gets that guy gets blackout every gig 100 percent. and like you'll Don't start to lose gigs if, if that's 100%. you so yep. yeah and so, maybe not now maybe five six years from now though you know Maybe it's like, oh, yeah, he drink. You know, sometimes he drinks a bit too much. Five or six years from yeah. now, that could easily turn into, oh, no, no, you can't trust that guy because one time he did this or, you know, he does that yeah. sometimes. And uh, drugs so, is something 
is worth mentioning just because I think it's funny. I one time I've, I've actually never physically seen cocaine in my life, um, which mm. you have no reason to believe because I feel like nobody admits that they, you know, do cocaine unless they're yeah. like, you know, really cool or something. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I've never, I've never physically seen it, but I heard somebody doing it. And they said they were going to. They're like, oh, I'm just going to do a bump. Uh, and, and I heard them doing it. And it was on like a fucking cover gig. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, like you're like, sure, if you're in fucking Aerosmith, you can afford that shit, you know? But like, yeah. if you're playing a gig for like 120 bucks, I feel like cocaine is like half of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're all of it. That's like, true. What the fuck, man? Yeah. But. The drugs yeah. thing also as well is something to watch out for. We've said this a few times. Like, we're all trying to have long-lasting careers yes. here. So, like, once you're north of 35 or 40 or whatever, like, you know, this stuff is going to start to catch up to you, and you don't want to be, yep. um, you know, in rough shape by then because you've just been parting your face off also, for too, 20 years. Anyway, drinking all the time, you're going to get oh, shape and shit, and that's no good. Yeah. It's not a good yeah. deal. Um, like this is just one that that kind of I've seen sometimes. You've seen it sometimes. It's people that are like undercharging, and like they just become complacent with what they're making, uh, or they're like afraid to up their rates because someone will fire them, or they're afraid to up their rates or like turn down gigs because what if they don't get more gigs? Just undercharging. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's I'm super guilty of it too. Yeah, this is a tough one because it's um, it's it is controversial uh, in a lot of ways. But I think that the spirit of it is like, don't let people take advantage of your kindness and your generosity. Yeah. Um, like, I, I I think this kind of goes hand in hand with like, I, you know, being willing to be the person who does the extra work all the time. Uh, depending on yeah. who you're working with, like th- people will often come to then expect that of you. And maybe you're getting paid the same as everybody else. Maybe you're still getting you paid whatever, like less than everybody else. Cause you've been there since the start and that's just what your rate is. And as they hire more people, they're actually having to pay them more, but maybe they don't tell you that. And like, yeah. So yeah. just be aware that like, be aware of, uh, try to be aware of on the same page as like the other members of, of the band that you're in and thinking about like, how much is everybody getting? Is this fair? Am I doing too much work? Uh, do I need to maybe ask like, Hey, look, I, I'm happy to do this extra work for you, but this is going to cost me a bunch more time. Uh, actually, if I have to go rent this piece of gear in order to do this, like I need, yeah. you know, I'm going to need you to like cover this for me. It's just, I, I've definitely seen and know people who are like, very very good players have been doing it for a long time and are still getting you know low pay on 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 gigs and also stuff like that driving. and yeah if you're driving far yeah. away and shit like that like it's like like mm. i know people who get a decent rate but they're driving far to do it and it's like they're, they're not they're afraid to be like could you give me gas money mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah like so that. so you know it's controversial you don't want to lose gigs you don't want to be and i'm not ever suggesting that you should be gouging artists that don't have a good budget and like anything like that like if you're comfortable doing the gig for how much you're getting paid that's cool but i I do feel like there's an element 
that we're speaking to a little bit more here where people are kind of like sheepish about being like, Hey, like, I think, you know, we've been, we are, we're do, starting to do pretty well in these shows. Like, uh, and I've yeah. been playing with you for like five years. Like maybe we should bump it up from, you know, however much or like, I'm doing all this extra work and, uh, you know, nobody else in the band is doing these things. Maybe, um, you know, so it's a, it, it's an awkward conversation extra. to have and it's tough, but just be aware of sliding into that where there's an imbalance in the relationship where the person you're working for kind of just expects you to do everything for them and they're not going to compensate you also artists, for it. Artists that don't charge enough. They've been playing at the same place for years and years and years and they don't up their rate you know what i mean yeah uh, or attempt to up their rate yeah. like it's one thing if you're playing like a bar and you know you've reached the the top of what they can afford but mm-hmm. like you need to know that that's what you've like they won't give you that right at the gate you know they they've got you know especially if say for instance if you play the same bar you know and and it's like the the people from that area know oh yeah this guy's coming now like we're gonna go see him, and like he's a really good time. It's like over the years that's gonna increase, right? Like it's like oh, I've been playing this bar for five years, and now every time when I play that bar, the fucking thing's packed because I'm there, not because you're mm-hmm. famous, but because you put on a good show and people know to look out. Like oh, those other guys that play there, they're okay. You know, it's like this guy's mm-hmm. great though. Um, I think you can ask for more money, and your guys are relying on you to do that. You know. Um, yeah, that is true. And that's another tough one. And with bars, I mean, you're never going to get more unless you ask. Yep. And so, because they definitely don't want to spend any more money than they have to. Um, yeah. So, it's tough that's a tough biz. one. And and we have had discussions before on, like, when it's appropriate to raise your rates and how to go about it. So, if you want to uh, pop back to our, our most recent Q&A episode, there's a, there's a long discussion about that. Oh, ah, I forgot about um, that. But, yeah, just... Just be aware of sort of sliding into that, like, oh, I'll just, yeah, I've always done it for this much, and, and yeah, whatever, it's cool, and, and, you know, just sort of falling into that, you know, being being a nice person and, and letting other people take advantage. So Same with teaching, Just baby. be aware of that. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not saying this happens often, but, and, and it certainly doesn't to me, like, I'm, I'm very happy with with uh you know all the the situations i'm in work-wise but i just i've seen it happen before i've experienced a little bit before so uh, this is not something that's going to happen all that often but it's something don't be a bozo get that money um uh okay so what's this what's this next fella right here so this one is a bit of maybe a bit of a hot take uh maybe a bit controversial i don't know what you're, you're gonna say about this so, um, so uh, you go mu- ahead. The, the musician trap number whatever five hundred here. Uh, radio tours, <laughs> radio tours. Say what now? So hear me out. And this is actually a conversation. I won't name. Uh, I won't name who it was, but it's somebody I respect greatly. Uh, and they, they sort me? of brought my attention to this. And as soon as they said this, I was like, I was like, because I'd already kind of thought it. I was like, yes. Yes. Um, and this person was like, I just don't think these are worth it. I don't see how, I, I don't see how this is worth it. So for those who don't understand or don't know what a radio tour is, um, so as an, as an artist, you would visit, uh, each station or several stations, uh, across, especially across Canada where they're super far apart from each other. Um, and v- visit the stations that you've submitted your music to. Maybe you get an interview, maybe you get to chat with, 
a, a music director or program director or uh, a DJ or something and like sort of introduce yourself. Maybe you play a couple songs acoustically for the staff at the station and, and you get to, it's a little bit of like a networking thing, right? It's like, it's nice to follow up in person, in person, shake some hands, you know, COVID withstanding, um, notwithstanding and all that kind of stuff. But like the expense of doing this, cause this is not a paid thing. This is all, yeah, like you're okay. flying or driving from city to city to set up these meetings with stations um, who, and I've been on these uh, on n- numerous times, and I'm very yeah, happy yeah, to yeah. do them because I I'm charging as a side guy. Oh right? yeah, so I'm I'm happy for the work, but I, I I have to say, like after doing the handful that I've done, it I don't know how much of a difference it's really making in terms of people getting placed on rotation at these stations because i can't tell you how many times i've heard the same rhetoric from the person that meets with us saying you know i really like this song but there's just no room right now i really like this song but i just i don't have any control over what we play it's actually all programmed from you know above and and there's you know a lot of music came out this week and i just don't i maybe we can feature it but i just don't know if it's going to get in and meanwhile like you know i've got my day rate we're hotels are being paid for gas or plane tickets are being paid for. Yes. This is time out of people's schedules to, to go and do this when they could be doing something else that might be generating income for themselves. Now, if you're a, if you're getting played on the station, yeah, let's go in and do an interview and do a song. And if you're a bigger artist and like, it's going to make her, it's going to make a tangible difference for you. Then, then yeah. But like, it's a weird thing because I don't think that many large artists are doing radio tours. Yeah. And I see a lot of smaller artists doing radio tours and I respect that you want to get out there and pound the pavement and, and, and do that uh, and, and work hard. And it is hard work. It's not, this is not a, a, a shortcut uh, rant. This is not a like shame on you for trying to do this thing. Like it's a, it's a hard, it's a, this is a hard thing to do. Yeah, this is an expensive thing to do. This isn't something that you're like, oh, this will be easy. I fucking I pay this guy, and then that fucking works out. You know, it's like this is not like an a scheme. This is not an angle shoot. This is like, Mm. this is like investing in the single and trying to make it work. I just don't think it's worth it, man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Now there's there's probably like a tier of artist where they're just on the cusp. They're not like at the super you know they're not headlining festivals they're not like but they've got some notoriety they've got some traction they've got some airplay going and going to those stations means that their song gets played x amount of more times a week than it would normally um but man i've seen firsthand a lot of smaller artists going in there and and the radio station there's super nice people everybody's super nice welcoming happy that you're there um you know supportive but the same st- story of just, we can't play this song. And it's yep. like, cool, I just spent $500 to come here. Like, yep, that's brutal. Maybe you could have told me this over the phone. The, yeah. the tier <laughs> thing is Whatever. exactly what I was going to say, though. Is like, yeah. I feel like there is that like magic period where you're just sort of like, you know, like the song is the shit. 
you have a fucking great song because you've released a bunch of songs before this. You got a bit of a fan base. Well, you got a decent fan base. You've released a bunch of great material. You got stuff on YouTube. And it's like this song, I've invested in it. I have the money to do this radio tour. And if I can get enough people to play it, and these radio these radio stations have already maybe played some of my other stuff before, um, or they will play this song. And it's like if I can get this just nudge this song over the edge so that it maybe can, you know, do something decent. But yeah, I agree. Like if you if you never yeah. released a song before and you fucking Even if you have, man. Even yeah. if you have even if you've I, had a song on the radio. Yeah, I, I like it's really tough. It's really, really tough. It's especially in Canada. Yeah. And it's so expensive. And, and it's funny that the bigger artists don't do it too, which is true. You know, like you don't see I don't fucking, think they do. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong about that. I but I they probably do a press. They well, they do a press tour, as in they maybe do go to radio stations, but they're massive radio stations. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, sure. I they, they would they would show up at like yeah the biggest stations, maybe. But yeah, I mean, if you're already getting. I mean, I don't think the weekend is doing visits at no, Virgin Radio. No, 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 no. Again, but, tell me, tell me I'm wrong in the comments. But yeah. I don't think it doesn't matter. He's getting played every 15 minutes, anyways. Like, what, yeah. what is going there going to do? But there's someone in between the weekend and, say, for instance, mm. even you know, like the people we're working with. You know, there's 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 yeah, an yeah. area in between there where it's like, sure. yeah. like maybe it's yeah. like, yeah, no, 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 this song is the shit. And like lots of people are like, this is great. And you're getting like such good feedback on it. And it's like, I just need to win over a few more people. You know, I could see mm-hmm. that, but it's true. It seems like a way you yeah, can pour money I, into it. There's probably a time and a place. I just don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there is a time and a place, but again, it's not a de facto. This is what you should do every time thing. I don't think. Yeah. So, and that being said also too, it depends on your angle, right? Like if your angle is like, uh, I'm going to be a label artist. I think it's just, they, they, do they just get you to do that? I mean, if the label's paying for it, yeah, then sure. That's like that's, fine, that's yeah. maybe a little bit yeah. different. Maybe you're, maybe that's where you're on the level of like this, this matters to do. But I wonder if you're a, an independent person and you plan to be independent. Like, uh, what's his fucking name? Holt loves him. Uh, he's from Nashville and he's doing quite well. He, he's played like, everywhere he's a singer songwriter he's independent the idea is he's doing really well and he's independent yeah and like not like really well like oh i'm fucking like carrie underwood uh not literally like i am carrie underwood um but uh but like yeah like if you're trying to do that maybe that factors in you know like i don't know maybe i mean i don't know if you're an indie if you're a successful indie then you have to know how much money's coming in how much money's going out And like every one of those dollars that's going out needs to be returning something to you. So like if you've been doing it for several years and you're an indie, like you can't afford to be incinerating money going from station to station who's never going to play your your song in a million years, you know? So like that would be another thing. So if this person is doing that, then they, they know that this is working for them. Jason Isbell, that's his name. Well, in in his case, because he is like, pretty darn successful and he doesn't have a label in his pocket uh yeah. he's making crazy money that's um, great yeah 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 so, yeah, so i mean depends on your goals also, if it, is he is he american he's american 
So maybe it's a little bit America. different down there in terms of like the the radio formats that are. Available I don't know if he does the, radio tours. I'm just saying it might be different oh, okay. for someone like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. Because it's true. Right. If the label's paying for it, great. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But uh, yeah. if uh, you're paying for it and you plan to get a new label, maybe it's different. Or if you have no intentions of getting a new label, maybe you do have to have a great relationship with like radio people. You know? Um, but maybe there's a better yeah. way to do that. I don't know. Because you see them at events. I see Pete Walker you do? at shit yeah. all the time. And he's like, oh, oh hey, yeah, Pete's, you know? Pete's a great Pete's guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's but a better Pete way to say, get in. Pete would, Pete would say exactly what I said. He would say, Look, yo, I love the song, but I can't. I, 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 don't have any, I don't have any control. I can't play it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, And And he's a great guy and a huge supporter of, of, of artists. What so, do you think of Radio Trackers? Um, I don't know anything about it. I don't even know. I literally don't know what a Radio Tracker does. Okay, so a Radio Tracker is somebody that you pay to um, sort of like liaison between you and the radio stations. So presumably they have some kind of relationship with the stations. And therefore, if they bring something to those stations, it sort of comes with a seal of approval of like, I wouldn't be bringing this to you if I didn't think it was Ah. good. Ah. Now, that has a little bit of tension with the fact that you're paying this person several thousand dollars to do this for you. So... Again, all the risk is on your side and none of the risk is on their side. Yeah. So if you're going to do this, look for somebody who gives you very detailed reports about who they've spoken to, how many times they've spoken to them, whether or not they've listened to the song, whether or not they're interested, whether or not they followed up. And there are people who are good and will do this stuff. And by word of mouth, you can find out who these people are. And there are people who you uh, throw three grand at and uh, never hear from again. And you can find out who those people are, too, by talking to uh, yeah. folks that, that you whose opinions you trust. And, yeah, something to be wary of. And, but now, again, I, and I, I probably sound a little bit negative here, I'm not saying that the majority of radio trackers aren't trying to help you and trying to do a good job. I'm going to assume that they are. I'm an optimistic person. That being said you're going to run into that same problem of we're, you know, 30% of our music is CanCon and it's all taken up by Dallas Smith and Dean Brody. Yeah. So sorry. The song yeah. sounds great, but we, there's no room for it. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're going to spend that money, I think you need to really have a, a grasp of how likely it is that there's going to be a return for you there. So oh. what you can do, is you can track radio yourself. And I've been doing this myself for my latest single, Drama, which you can hear on Spotify and iTunes and all the streaming services plug. you want. Uh, I like it. So I've been doing this myself through a service called DMDS, which is, I think, the only way you can really um, do it these days. It's all digital uh, distribution. So here's, here, here's, what, here's what you guys should do. This is what I did. Here's what you should do. Submit through DMDS to the Campus and Community Package which is um, all the stations that aren't owned by like a major corporation. They're run by either a a school sort of student base or they're run um, by a community sort of in like a not-for-profit sense of like we want to, you know, it's like the the local newspaper. It's like you can get in it if you want. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that's kind of what it's there for. Um, And these stations are great because they want, they actively want to play new music uh, and they're looking for it. So 
the, you know, they're all going to be a little bit different. They're, they're going to have a lot of character and a lot of different like flavor to them, but they're all going to be very interested in sort of giving new music a shot. Right. So you submit to them, um, through DMBS costs about, let's say four to $500 to do this. So it's not cheap, but if you're thinking that per song, yeah. Mm. But if you're thinking that you want to actually take a crack at radio, I mean, this is still like a sixth of the cost of hiring a tracker and going to yeah. to the major stations. So, let, you know, let's keep that in perspective. Um, so then what you do after you've uh, sent it is you get a report saying who's looked at it, who's downloaded it. And if they downloaded it, there's a chance they might be playing it. So <laughs> this is the part that takes a lot of work is you actually have to go to the, the website of each station that's looked at it or downloaded it. Find the contact information of the person whose name is associated with that station on your uh, DMDS account, which sometimes is a person who hasn't worked there in like 10 years. So you got to do a little bit of sleuthing, right? Yeah. And then email these people very graciously being like, hey, look, I sent you this song. I saw that you may listen to it, wondering what you thought. Uh, if you'd be willing to play it, that would help me a lot. Uh, you know, let's chat, whatever. Try not to do a co- whole lot of copy and pasting. Sean yeah. said that on a on yeah, a podcast yeah, yeah. recently with us. Make it uh, individual. Uh, try to tailor it to the station if it's a French language station. If they're out of New Brunswick or Quebec, um, I've been starting my emails with Bonjour. You know, I do the email in English because I don't speak French. But just it's just a little yeah, thing I to know, say, I like, know, hey, I know who imagine? you are, and like, yeah, <laughs> they, no, just try to read that French. and they go. I, oh, he said Bonjour. I, I actually did, and and I wasn't sure if that was going to come across as like cheesy or, or yeah, yeah. um contrived or whatever but it's been it's it, it was received well like it's nobody's been rude yeah. Yeah, rude yeah. to me as a result so yeah. I, I just wanted to show it's like hey i'm not sending the same thing to all these stations i'm not yeah. control v control v control v you it's like i you know say bon jovi instead of bonjour i actually that. recorded a a little like bumper for a radio station in french they said hey would you be willing to say like hey it's al here's my new song uh and i had to do it in french and i was like i don't know if i can but i'll try and like i wrote it down what it would be and practiced it and sent it and they liked it so yeah so anyways just little personal touches like that um so that people don't feel like they're getting just hit with, with spam right and then yeah you go down the list and and you start with the ones that actually engaged with the song and then move to the ones that haven't looked at it yet. And uh, I, I was able to hit number eight most active indie artist of the of the week or whatever with DMBS hey, by, by doing that. So it's dope. Yeah. So that was exciting. Right. So that's a way of tracking a radio song without throwing a ton of money at it. And you learn a little bit about, you know, how to communicate with people and and you, you might make some connections with people at at some local stations and. We're all, it's a slow build, man. Slow build, slow burn. It's a marathon, so, baby. That, that's what I suggest people do. Sorry, that was a very long uh, rant. but Ah, oh, rants. rants are what fucking is expected with us. We got one more do thing. You hit the, and we're gonna, do you want to hit this last one? Yeah, we're going to graze over it. It's just this is something that is new to me in the last few years. Thinking a record deal will solve your problems because it fucking won't. Mm. You know? No. Uh, like... Unless, like, say for instance, there are stories like Billie Eilish, her story where they released a song uh, on Spotify, sorry, not on Spotify, on SoundCloud. Uh, Her brother's an amazing producer, and she just needed a song for her dance class, and then it went really well off, and then she got a record deal, and 
like her record deal, you know, ended up working out for her. But generally, these things, you know, you get a record deal and it's like, okay, it's up to you. I've played with plenty of people with record deals where it's like they barely even talk to the label. Uh, the first person mm-hmm. I played with one, uh, fucking, oh, God damn it, a Juno uh, for like best upcoming R&B artist was with a certain label and the label didn't help her get a band, didn't get her any gigs. Not that they, they said they were going to or they had to, but it was like, okay, you're a part of this label now. Go do stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And maybe it does yeah. help you get through a few doors. Like you're like, oh, I'm, I'm with this label. But uh, they're not like, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, you know? Like nope. if you're just waiting, like if this is the marathon and getting a, getting a, uh, a late like on a label is you know a few steps from the finish line it's not it just isn't you know um, no yeah and yeah. what is the finish line what what yeah. is the yeah. define that for me you know um i've heard a lot of wise people say like if you should so be lucky to get should be so lucky to get signed that's when the real work begins sure it's like world of warcraft yeah. when you get to level 70 you know that's when the fun begins <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I've you actually know, never you, played World of Warcraft. I haven't either. Um, uh, but I know what you mean. Like once you get to the end game of the of the MMORPGs, like that's when it gets Yeah. You know, that's when it that's when the real work begins. You know? Yeah, that's when but it's no, I mean I I Yeah, you go ahead. Like I've never had a I've never had a record deal. Uh I don't expect I ever will. Um but if you should so be lucky to get one, that's amazing. Congratulations. But yeah, I mean it's like doesn't mean that they're gonna do anything for you. It's still hustle time. Yep, more than ever because you're you know you've got a little bit of of backing and yeah I, and I, I've also seen unfortunately like people sign to a label and they just kind of get buried in that label's catalog and and it, it, it sometimes like seems like a a power play move on the label's part to be like I don't want to compete against this artist so I'm going to sign them. So that my sure. main artist doesn't have to compete with them, and I can just bury this person. I, I've definitely, I've straight heard up heard about that. Too, like, so. um, yeah. Uh, so it happened to one of Metrics competition. I'm not going to name names, mm. but they were signed, and they were told they weren't allowed to play. You yeah, know? it's. I don't know if they were signed. It was a manager, I believe. It wasn't a label mm. manager signed them, and it was like, oh yeah, no, I'm. You're not allowed to book gigs. And you're yeah, on this contract, so you can't. So, go away. That's really yeah. rough. Yeah, yeah, it is what so, it is. Yes. Um. So with that, that was a nice little episode there. Just give up. Uh, it's too hard. <laughs> um. You know, uh, I'm gonna give up, and I'm gonna be an investment banker because that's easy. You know, it's just easy to be an investment banker. It is. Just yeah, quit. That's all you gotta do. Yep. Um. So, uh, just make great music, folks. Make great yeah. music, have fun, um, trying to get sucked into these traps. If you want to support the podcast, you can uh, tell your friends about it, spread the word, spread the love, maybe leave a comment, uh, send a question, uh, or send a, a song our way that you want to have uh, played on the podcast. Just any sort of interaction is super helpful. You can give us a like or subscribe on any of the social media platforms. We're Music Guy Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm at Alro Music on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
And Michael Hebs is at Bruno the Meek on Instagram. You're and, wrong. Uh, MichaelHebs.net. MichaelHebs.net. So with that, we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump to our song of the week here and uh, play you out with it. This is a song from an artist named Paige Blossom. Paige uh, reached out to the show and uh, asked us to check out her song, and we think it's uh, we think it's pretty sweet. I'm digging the drum samples on it. Yeah, it has some dope production. Yeah, yeah like hits pretty hard. Her voice sounds killer, and yes. she's only 17 years old. So uh, super impressive and uh, great sounding track. Um, this is from her debut EP, Vincent. Uh, Paige is a Toronto-born and based uh, artist of English, Scottish, and Polish background. Uh, one of her tracks, Scared to Love, recently won top place in the Top 10 Mid-Year Song Contest hosted by Claudia E. Records in Australia. And uh, the tune is called Van Gogh. Uh, she says her influences are Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, Demi Lovato. I can hear that for sure. This is off of her uh, her debut EP, uh, Vincent, and the song is called Van Gogh. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Van Gogh, the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye for now. I'm in a bad, bad place. Now that you're gone, I don't know how to fill the space. You left me with a hole in my heart. No warning signs, hit restart. Yeah, it's a cruel, cruel world. So dark and lonely. Oh, what does a girl need to do to feel good inside? Maybe it's not another. Run away, run